I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon podcast. Fentanyl has become one of the most urgent health crises in our country. With the illicit drug pouring across our borders, wreaking havoc in our communities, and claiming a record number of innocent lives. And this year alone, Border Patrol seized enough fentanyl to kill the entire U.S. population. Day after day, we heard devastating stories from the daycare facility in the, in the Bronx to teenagers experimenting with drugs for the very first time. Fentanyl is now killing one American every eight minutes. The crisis has worsened and politicians have been largely inactive. But there's a community that won't be quiet on this issue. My next guest, April Babcock, is leading the charge for accountability and action. Before I bring April in with me, I want to talk to you a little bit about a product that I have in my home called EnviroCleanse. When you think about the air in your house, ask yourself if all air purifiers are the same. Why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? We use it in our house because one of my girls suffers from severe seasonal allergies, and it has truly changed her life. She doesn't have headaches or swollen eyes and no more bloody noses. EnviroCleanse uses patented earth mineral technology plus a hospital-grade HEPA filter. This technology is so powerful, it destroys, destroys cold and flu viruses, COVID, allergy-inflaming toxins, mold, and even more. Their hospital-grade technology is so powerful, it's used in thousands of classrooms. The EnviroCleanse promise is far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. You will receive a free air quality monitor with your purchase. Honestly, test the difference in your own home. Visit ekpure.com. Use code Dixon for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit and free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings. It's ekpure.com code Dixon. Once again, that's ekpure.com code Dixon. 
Now I want to get back to our guest today. Thank you, April, so much for joining me. April is the founder of Lost Voices of Fentanyl, which she started after losing her own 25-year-old son, Austin, to fentanyl poisoning in 2019. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much, Tudor, for having me on your show. Absolutely. We were talking a little bit before we started recording about what this is doing to the country. You lost your son. You call this fentanyl poisoning. I think that's a really big distinction between overdose. It brings it home almost. You know, this is something that can happen to anyone. And we now know it can happen to anyone because we've seen it happen to toddlers. We saw it happen at the Airbnb. We saw it happen at the daycare. How prevalent is fentanyl across the country? I mean, it's absolutely out of control. And we call it a poisoning because it is a poisoning. It's not an overdose. Anytime anyone disguises a harmful substance in anything for another person to consume without their knowledge and it causes mm -hmm. death or harm, well, there you go. That's the definition of a poisoning. And there's no safe dose of illicit fentanyl. Absolutely zero. Just because people can grow a tolerance to illicit drugs still does not imply there's a safe dose to take. So I don't call heroin or any drug a overdose. I call them, really, it's a drug-induced homicide. Why are drug dealers getting away with murder? And for people actually seeking fentanyl, almost every single person that's out looking for it, they're looking for it because they were deceived into fentanyl dependency. Heroin users were the first people being preyed upon. And no one really seemed mm -hmm. to care about heroin users. You know, I kind of refer to this as AIDS, Ryan White. No one cared about AIDS because it was it was their problem. That was a gay people problem, just like fentanyl. No one cared about fentanyl because that was a heroin user's problem. Until the 13-year-old Ryan White got it from a blood transfusion. And then the world started getting a little bit of empathy. So now, you know, the only reasons, the only reason really why politicians are even talking about it now is because we are losing babies and we are losing yeah. teenagers. But if they would have started talking about it in 2013, we wouldn't be burying babies and teenagers now. I think that's critical because you say that. And honestly, for folks that weren't involved in the fight against drugs, we didn't realize this was coming into the country. And I feel very naive about this, but I did not realize. And you come from a place of understanding you're a recovering addict yourself. This is not, you're not just fighting for your son. You're fighting for a community that you fell into and you want to pull other people out of. I mean, absolutely. If fentanyl was out back in the day, I would most definitely be dead. So is my life wow. worth nothing? Should I have just died? And my life is worth nothing. So everyone that's actually hooked on it, God bless them. They don't want that. Believe me. And now they're lacing the fentanyl with um, xylazine, which is Narcan resistant. I mean, that's what they call trank dope. There's, and there's all these other analogs of fentanyl out there that are way more powerful than fentanyl. I mean, half of them, I can't even pronounce you know, you got acetophentanyl, carfentanyl, fluorofentanyl, and a ton more showing up showing up on these toxicology reports. This is out of control. Let me, 
Let me talk to you a little bit about your son getting involved in this, because I think that some people think, well, that's not going to happen to me. But I have met folks who come from a family that has substance abuse issues to people who have never dealt with substance abuse at all, don't know what they're looking at. But teenagers are getting pulled into using marijuana. And people have said that is not a gateway drug. but. That's what happened with your son, correct? That's exactly. My son started smoking marijuana at 19. He didn't last very long. He was dead six years later. Marijuana Mm. is a gateway. And the marijuana dealer knows the Coke dealer. The Coke dealer knows the dope dealer. Come on. Come on. It's a gateway. Uh, You know, it's just horrific what's happening in our country. Like, So what do you say about these states that are, I mean, in the state of Michigan, you know, Marijuana is legal now. Colorado, all of these states that are passing marijuana becoming legal, what's going to happen to the communities? They just passed it here in Maryland, July 1st of this year. I I don't know. All I know is our youth, our poor youth, they're under attack. Literally, Americans are under attack. 13-year-olds are dying from a pill from smoking weed, from um, fentanyl in a vape pen. I mean. So I think that's key because I think parents don't understand how easily it comes to you. You can think that you're getting something that is very innocent. You can think that. And I think that a lot of teenagers, because they see it legalized, especially in states where it is legal and it's in uh, the form of a gummy. Yeah. People think that this is very innocent. And I have said for years, we are preying on the youngest people because you are creating an industry that looks like it is desserts and candies and kids are going, oh, wow, I eat this candy and I feel a little bit better. And what does that lead to? And people say it's not a gateway. How can that not be a gateway? It leads to death. Let me tell you, Adderall, we have elementary school children that are prescribed that. You know how many kids I have dead from Adderall? Well, too many on on the banners. Um, We do a banner project and we put the faces on a banner and we display them. This is just not normal. Big Pharma created a pill pop in generation. These kids think it's no big deal to pop a Xanax. My son's best friend died 18 months after him from taking a Xanax. And it wasn't a Xanax. It was a fake pill made to look like a real pharmaceutical grade pill. And he was 29. Why are we not being told how to talk to kids about their behavior and help them with anxiety? Because I've had this experience. My daughter went through anxiety. We talked to a therapist. The therapist within two months said she had to be put on medication. I said, no way. I got calls over and over again from the psychiatrist that they recommended to the point where I almost had to say, I'm blocking your number if you don't stop calling me because we can work through this. Instead of a therapist sitting with us and saying, here are some techniques to get through the anxiety, which you think you're going to go to somebody who's going to talk about how you work through this behaviorally, but they don't. They instantaneously work for Big Pharma. And within, like I said, within two months, it was put her on a drug. And I said, no way. I'm not doing that. I mean, I think it's all corruption. We're, and like you said, the money, Big Pharma, follow the money. Like they, And they're making all the money off of Narcan. So they created the crap to kill us. And now they create the reversal. And I hate saying this. We are never going to Narcan our way out of a fentanyl crisis. I'm all for Narcan. It's a life-saving tool. 
Like we want a whole government approach. We want Narcan anywhere there's a fire extinguisher, there should be Narcan. Every first aid kit should have Narcan. Every school, every daycare, every government, federal, local, state, every building should have Narcan. But we're still not going to Narcan our way out of this crisis. Our government literally has to do something about the cartels. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you're right. We start talking about this because it starts hitting toddlers. Like I said, we see the little toddler, I think she was 18 months old at the Airbnb that ended up just ingesting fentanyl because it was left there by the yep, people before. before. This is how dangerous this stuff is. I mean, it touches a baby's hand and, and that's, it's just they over. Get right in their like mouth. We are, yes, we are in the situation where no one can ignore this now. And you, I mean, I think your analogy, your Ryan White analogy is interesting because I think so many people could ignore it when it was like, well, it was an adult that made exactly. a choice. But as it gets younger and younger, you can't. Yeah. And so you've seen this in these debates. You've seen these politicians asked about well, what are you going to do about the drug problem? And a few of them have said, you know, we're going to go after the cartels. I will tell you that I hear over and over again, Nikki Haley saying that she wants to go after the CCP. 
Please. She says, you know, the cartels are in the next step. Tell us about that, because I think people maybe when they hear her say that they don't understand why she's saying that. I mean, that is the source of fentanyl. They're the head of the snake. All these precursor chemicals that are killing our children here in America, all of them, all these synthetics come straight from pharmaceutical labs in China. I mean, you can go to the DEA website. It's proven. That's where all the synthetics come. Is it China? They're not burying their people from synthetic drugs. We are. Why isn't our government doing something about China? So the first route, the first big rally I had, I ever had was in front of the Chinese embassy for that reason. Hmm. But the location is crap. So that's why we don't go back there anymore because it's just not a good location in DC. But yeah, we want China dealt with. They're getting allowed to kill Americans without firing one shot. So they killed our elderly. They're they're killing our elderly with a virus. They kill our youth with a chemical. And no one's held them accountable. I mean, you have not heard Joe Biden. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something, but I have not heard Joe Biden say that he is going to hold China accountable for the pandemic or for this pandemic, this drug pandemic that is going across the country. And really, it's coming into the United States. So this is something that's happening to our country to an extreme level because they know there is an ability to get this in. They also want to be the world leaders. I mean, this is not a coincidence that this is coming into the United States directly from China, and they are the source. Have you spoken when I talk about the DeSantis, Vivek, we've hear, heard Nikki Haley talk about these things. Have you talked to any of these politicians about your experience? And and if so, what is your interpretation of their plans? I mean, I haven't spoke with any of them directly. I did um, connect Vivek Ramaswamy with a bunch of a bunch of parents from my group. And I know he reached out to them and they had like roundtable discussions on fentanyl. I don't care who the president is. I don't care. I want them to protect Americans first. That's what I want. And it's obviously not coming from this current administration. They don't care. Hmm. You know, why can't we get invited on the White House lawn? Why don't they act like they care? If they cared, they would do something and the death toll would decline. When Until that death toll declines, they don't care. They're not doing enough. You lost your son during the Trump administration. Did you feel that they were doing anything or did you feel the same? Like it was a totally ignored. I felt like, well, the wall, we want to secure border. I mean, it is common knowledge. Ninety five percent of illicit drugs coming into our country is coming through the southern border. So why is it unsecure? That's what we want. We want the wall finished and secure the border. Like, I'm all for illegal immigrants coming here legally, legally. Why should we fund you talked illegal about, immigration? You know, there was a point when what we were seeing coming across the border was large amounts of heroin, cocaine. That was what was coming across. There wasn't, like you said, this kind of turn in 2013, this fentanyl. This fentanyl it, is coming from China. So and the cartels are in on able, it now. Right. Do you do you believe that it has to be a multifaceted approach that you have to shut off China and say China? I mean, we've heard folks we've heard some of these politicians saying, hey, I would go to China first and say, if you don't cut off fentanyl, then we're done with trade. I mean, that's a pretty aggressive approach to say we're going to cut China off. But 
really when you hear, I mean, Nikki Haley made the point that we've lost more people to fentanyl poisoning than we have in the last three wars yes. in the United States. And that's, sick. And that's a significant number. So it's like, how many people have to die? That's what I want to know. How many people do we have to bury for them to do their job? You know what we want? We want a ticker. We want a COVID-like response to illicit fentanyl. They did it for COVID. Where's our ticker for fentanyl? And not just the death toll. I want to know how many people were narcan Everybody that's here because of Narcan, they were dead. They are only here because of Narcan, and they're not even counting those into the equation. We don't even know the scope of this, of what's going on in our country. We have no clue. And there's still places in America that aren't even testing for fentanyl on the tox reports still. So you're saying that there is the number of folks that we lose every year that are listed as an overdose death. And then there are the number of folks... Yeah, they were all the, dead. Then, then there are the number of folks that actually died that were brought back by Narcan. Yes. So we're not actually. We need to really so we, assess this. Our government needs to really assess. They did it for COVID. We knew how many people were in the hospital with COVID in every freaking state. Why do they not care about illicit fentanyl? Why? Whose kid has to die for our government to give a crap? Because what they're saying is it's they, they, they're lying to us. They don't really care because if they did, they would go after the cartels. They would label them so a foreign say, terrorist organization. What do you say to the people who say having the open border is the kind thing to do? Is this an is this just being naive or is this like are they a part of this? Very naive. Head in the sand. Talk to the angel families that have buried their kids mm. to illegal immigrants. You know how many people crossing that have died? And these are the immigrants that they're saying they care for. They're dying. We just had a three-year-old drown in the Rio Grande this week crossing. Mm. Uh, how is that humane? They're dying out there of starvation. I mean, they had a tractor trailer load of illegals all dead. You know, CNN viewers, it's just the truth. CNN, MSNBC, they are not seeing all the real facts. I, I I work with some of these people, like Boots on the Ground, Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland of Terrell County in, in Texas. Like, he, t he gives me all these stats all the time. Jason Jones, Derek Maltz, Tom Homan. Like, listen to people. They're trying to educate the public. And why some people don't want to listen to them, I'll never understand that. They're literally trying to protect Americans. This country's so. Tell us insane. about your organization because you, I mean, it's it, you went through twenty years of addiction and you got out of this, and now you're fighting. So tell us a little bit about your journey. What what was it that's made you say, okay, I'm done, and I'm going to be on the other side of this now to try to save other lives? Honestly, I relapsed. I can't tell you how many times. Um, but when I saw my son dead and laid on his body for 20 minutes, that's when I, that's when I fell to my knees and said, God, I'm done. I am I'm all yours. Here I am. Use me. You know, it took lots of prayer. It's, it's horrific to lose a child. It's horrific. And some of these families, they had no warning. You might as well say their kids were run over by a, a Mack truck. 
Like, now I had warning with my son, but still, when you actually see your kid laying there dead, <laughs> you might as well say he was run over by a Mack truck. It, you're never prepared. You're never prepared to bury a child. It's just not the orderly fashion. I didn't even know if my kid wanted to be buried or cremated. Hmm. I mean, I think that's the mo most heart-wrenching part about it. You don't, it's, it's a life cut so short. You don't even know and, and yet what their dreams and plans were, let alone how they would want to be taken care of at the end of life. I mean, so many kids haven't even graduated. 13, 12, 15 year olds. This isn't normal. And these families, a lot of these moms and dads like me, they can't even grieve their children because they're out trying to save your kids from death. I mean, they're going into schools. I mean, we got parents all over the country. We're the ones doing the PSAs. We're the ones doing the public service announcements out, coming out of our pockets. Where's our government at? Where are they at? We you shouldn't have to government to do this. officials, right? What do they say to you? I, I don't know. I'm just really disgusted. <laughs> in, in my state of Maryland, I don't have one open door with any politician in my state. None. So that's kind of when I decided I was going to rally in TC because I was getting nowhere in my state. And I kind of did give up on my state. So when I had the rally, my very first one, in 2021, it was the day after the Afghanistan bombing, so we had no coverage. But um, we went, and then my group kind of just kind of exploded. And I mean, we have 30,000 members right now in our discussion group on wow. Facebook. But really, no, not wow. It's really nothing. If you look at, we lost 110,000 Americans last year. And let me tell you, that's a lowball number. But 110,000 Americans is, you, you multiply that by families. Think of the number of people. That's why I say all the time, everyone is affected in some way by this. Everyone has a friend or a relative that they know that has been affected by drug addiction. It is so prevalent. And there are, I mean, and it comes in so many different forms. It comes in depression. It comes in, hey, I was given this medication for a knee injury, and then I looked for more medication. It's, it's all, there's so many different ways this happens. It does not choose based on socioeconomic value. It does not choose based on the color of your skin. It does not choose based on anything. It can happen to anyone. And I think that's why when you say 30,000 people have come together, lost voices of fentanyl, there are going to be more and more people. So when are the when are the congress congressmen and and senators and when are the people of Washington DC going to come together with you and say okay enough is enough does it take those folks losing someone i mean i i i, I i'm serious about this because it, it makes me angry to think there's an answer and it's just not being done here's part of the problem and and it's just the truth because i've talked to hundreds literally hundreds of family members that have testified on bills, like in their state, like bills to crack down on fentanyl traffickers. I testified on a bill here in Maryland for fentanyl traffickers. And as my story is the same with every other family I've talked to, every bill that's sitting dead in the water, if it's a fentanyl bill, you best believe it's sitting dead in the water because of a Democrat won't pass it. Why is that? Because Democrats Why? are burying their children. It's these politicians and they, they make it political and they, we, the families don't make it a political issue. 
but it is a political. And I tell people, blame the politicians, write them, call them. Why are they making it political? I don't know, but they do. And it's really sick and disgusting because this is a red, white, and blue issue. Everyone is dying here. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's not political in your heart space. It's not political in your family when you realize you've lost someone. But that's right. Yeah. At the end of the day, this the only people that can stop this are the people that have been elected to office. And so if that's not your number one concern, I mean, our number one concern should be the safety of the people and national security. And both of those things are at risk as long as you have drugs coming across your border that addict people and kill people. And so I don't understand how you can have. I don't understand. Right. Benny Thompson. They had congressional testimony in D.C., Jason Jones was testifying, Derek Maltz, and Benny Jones pretty much said, or Benny Thompson, I'm sorry. I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's his name. But he said this was a waste of his time, and he called it a MAGA stunt. (laughs) Really? That's a punch in my face. 
That's a punch in every one of us family members with dead kids. I don't care if they have 500 hearings until they start acting on these hearings and passing bills. Like, get out of my face. Americans are dying. The cartels have operational control of that border. Everyone with eyes can see and ears to hear can see what's going on. The cartels are in this country. There was just an MS illegal immigrant 30 minutes from my house that killed a teenage girl. He was an illegal immigrant from Guatemala, MS-13 member in Aberdeen, Maryland. You can Google it. She's dead. They're they're all over our country. I'm, I mean, why are they allowed to be here? Look at the daycare center. Right. In the Bronx, New York, two Fridays ago to have somebody this is to have somebody call out another political party or a part of a political party and say this is some kind of a stunt. Like you said, you lost your son during the Trump administration. This is a problem for the country. It's not a problem for one party. It's not a problem for certain people. Yes. And I'm going to state this when Rebecca Kissling. Last this past year, she testified in Congress, too, on fentanyl. I forget what the actual the name of the whatever was called. Don't mind me. I'm sorry. But when she she lost her two sons and it was like the following day and she was talking about secure the border. Yes, we want the border secure. That's how the crap is getting into our country. So, yes, we want secure borders. Um, And Joe Biden was asked about it. And he kind of chuckled and went, her boys died under the Trump administration. Well, what does it matter? You are the sitting president. It shouldn't matter if a child died under Trump or Obama. And mind you, you were the VP under the Obama administration when this crisis started exploding and they did nothing. The Obama administration did yeah, nothing. I think that's the point of saying that it's not political. It's happening under, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's coming into this country. And the only people that can, can stop it are the people that are elected. Those are the people that can make mercy. the choices of what they do with tr- tariffs in China, what they do with trade in China, what they do with the cartels on the border, how they work with Mexico. All of these things are things that we hear in these debates. We hear some of these questions asked, but I would say to those of you who are listening, this can hit you at any time. You are not safe. You are You're never not, safe never. from drugs coming into this country. No matter how old your kids are, your family members are, it's always out there and it, it is coming. That's the, the scary thing is they're looking for you. They want you to be involved in this lifestyle and yes. in, the, in these, in, in this, this, uh, you know, get you addicted to drugs. They, they're trying to track you down no matter who you are. And you have to listen to these answers. You have to ask your politicians. And I, and I would say to people in their own state, ask if you see your congressman, if you're donating to a congressman or a senator, say, Hey, I want to know what you're going to do about fentanyl. I want to know. It's, so what tell us before I let you go, tell us about your organization and tell folks how they can help. So Lost Voice of Fentanyl, we really focus on supply. We don't focus on the demand side. So we're, we're focused on China, the Mexican cartels, um, the southern border and drug dealers here in America, like and drug traffickers. Like we don't want drug dealers getting away with murder. Our, our kids pay the ultimate price. They're six feet under and they literally Get away with murder. So we support the Drug Induced Homicide Foundation. We focus on supply. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Our biggest discussion group is on Facebook. 
We have a YouTube channel. Um, you can also visit our website at lvof.org and donate. We need money. <laughs> Make sure you support them. And, and also, if you are someone who's experienced this and you need people to talk to, it sounds like a great place to go and find other people who have gone through this themselves. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today, April Babcock. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast for this episode and others go to TudorDixonPodcast.com and you can subscribe right there or head over to the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to fourpatriots.com/tutor to get your solar generator. Generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.